0: This morning's reading is taken from 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 6 to 17. Therefore we are always confident, and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due to him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Since then we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade men. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us, so that you can answer those who take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, it is for the sake of God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them, and was raised again. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning, everyone. I hope you've been enjoying this glorious weather that we're having and that you're putting your sun cream on to protect your skin. Thank you, Jane, for reading the passage to us. And the passage today comes from 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, and in particular, I'm focusing on verses 6 to 10. And the two phrases I want to pull out of those verses are walking by faith and not by sight, and making it our goal to find out what pleases God. Now, at the beginning of chapter 5, Paul is speaking about our earthly bodies and our heavenly bodies, And saying how he longs to be with Jesus in heaven, in his heavenly body, leaving his earthly body behind. Now I can't honestly say that that is generally my perspective too, I don't know about you. I don't really think about my heavenly body very much. And I really think of my earthly body, I guess, when it starts to fail me in one way or another. The time when I really started to think about heaven and heavenly bodies... It's the time when I lost my dear mum. She died unexpectedly. I'd visited her the evening before and said goodbye and given her a kiss and had come on home. And then only a few hours later, I had a phone call to come back to the house. And as I got there, I learnt the news that mum had passed away. And I went upstairs to see her body lying there on the bed and I bent over to kiss her but I knew that she wasn't there any longer. And I really wanted to know where she was now. I knew she was in heaven, but what did heaven look like? And what was she experiencing? So I decided that I would read all the books I could possibly get my hands on about heaven. And I've got some of them here. I read Heaven by Randy Alcorn. I read Heaven by Wendy Alec. I read My Journey to Heaven, and I read The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven, I also read Josiah's Fire, and Heaven is for Real, neither of which I've got here because I've given them away because they're just so excellent. But it started making me think much more about Heaven. And what I thought was curious was three of those books that I read were about children. Now some of you will probably know that I've just started working in the church office. I didn't see that in my future, I didn't expect that at all but God I God knew what was best for me and um, that here I am in the church office now and I have to say I'm really enjoying it so far. And the other thing I didn't expect to be doing was working at Footprints Preschool which is just the most delightful and wonderful thing to be doing with the charming, precious little children aged two to four. I really began to reflect over the past couple of weeks about the way that children see the world. It was fascinating that God gave a glimpse of heaven to those three children and I'm sure many, many more. And it's fascinating that often it's children who get to see the heavenly angelic beings rather than adults because our faith is just starts to eke away as we get older and older. But the faith of a child is incredible. Their innocence and their trust in both their parents and in the preschool teachers is just wonderful to see. Just this week, we've been looking at woodland um, activities for the children. And we went on a scavenger hunt. The children had a little clipboard each and a little piece of paper with some pictures of various different little insects and leaves and trees and things. And they had to go around finding these uh, different things and then ticking them off the list we set off around the church. The children were very excited to be going off for a walk around the church. Our first task was to find a rock. So we took a really close look at the stonework that the church walls were made of and they enjoyed feeling them and looking very closely. Then we were going to look at the trees and bark. Bark was a new word for the children and they enjoyed feeling it. Next we were on the hunt for spider's webs. Were there any spider webs at the top of the church door? Maybe at the bottom of the door? Perhaps there are some hiding in the bushes. The children loved looking down that little walkway. What's around the corner? Let's take a peek. Roses! We've got flowers on our list. Let's tick that one off. Aren't they beautiful? And look at that beautiful pink rose. Let's smell it. Mmm. It's not very often that we stop and smell the roses, is it? Then we excitedly walked along this side of the church building, getting closer and closer to the end. But what's there? What can it be? Let's take a look just around this corner. Oh goodness, a secret door. Their curiosity was abounding at that point. And look, there is a giant spider's web. I wonder what type of spider made that one. And then we took a look at the stonework and the stonemasons had carved these faces. I'd never seen those before. It's amazing what you can see when you really look. And then we took a look at the ground. Were there any creepy crawlies? Any ants? What could we find? And finally, we took a look at these pretty daisies. But it was absolutely magical to see the world through the eyes of a child. In the preschool, they've got the arts and crafts table, which they'll set up ready for painting or chalk writing um, sticking and gluing whatever the children want to do that day and what is so delightful is that no child sits at the table and says i can't do this i haven't got any um skills in art no 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 this is not for me this is not possible for me they just embrace the opportunity and they pick up the paintbrush and they slosh that paint on the paper and they create in their eyes a masterpiece ready to be hung to dry and handed to their parents or grandparents or whomever they're going to gift this masterpiece to and they're so proud of it and so delighted with their work. It's just wonderful to watch And then in the corner of the preschool is the dress-up corner. This is where the costumes hang, ready to be turned into a princess from Frozen, the film Frozen, and to have wonderful powers of dance and singing. Or you might put on the Captain American suit so you've got big muscles and strength and you can conquer the world. Or you might choose to put on the Alice in Wonderland dress and chase down holes and look for the magic rabbit. Or you might put on the Spider-Man uniform and start to crawl up the wall. Or you can become a policeman or you can become whatever you want. How magical and special is that? Scripture tells us in Mark 10 verse 15, I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. I think we can learn so much by watching the way the children see the world through their eyes. Have you seen this picture of these two cute little boys? They had twin day at school and they both wanted to wear the same shirt and the same shorts, and off they went to school and they decided they both looked identical and of course it went viral in America because through the eyes of these two little children they were absolutely identical. That is the beauty of seeing through the eyes of a child. It also says in Hebrews 11 verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. Well I don't know what your faith is like. Mine, I guess, is a little bit up and down as this uh, film clip now will show you. So I was trying to demonstrate what my walk by faith and not by sight looks like. I don't know if you can relate to that or if you find you've got a firm footing or if you find you just aren't able to walk in faith at all. But the Bible tells us it pleases God when we walk in faith. So this is something that we need to pursue. What does please God? How can we build up our faith? Well, the Bible tells us very clearly in Scripture the the things that we can do to build up our faith. To walk closely with God. To keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. To read Scripture, to meditate on it day and night. To stay in fellowship with one another and to pray unceasingly. Imagine if we considered prayer our superpower. Imagine what it would be like, how our prayer life would increase if we, like the children, embraced this. You know, in scripture we are told what we can put on in in our dressing up corner. God tells us to put on compassion, kindness, gentleness. He tells us to wear the full armour of God to put on the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, to hold that shield of faith and that sword of the Spirit. Imagine if we truly believed when we held that shield of faith that we had faith that would move mountains. And we're told in scripture all we need is a mustard seed of faith to move a mountain. Just imagine if we embraced all that God is offering to us. As if we were a child, think about the spiritual gifts. imagine sitting at that craft table like the children and being offered all those spiritual gifts by God and embracing them instead of saying, "No no, that's not for me or I can't possibly do that that's that's not what um, that's that's not within me. Imagine if God is laying out on his craft table all his spiritual gifts and gifts of prophecy and saying children, embrace this. This is my gift to you. You don't need to be good at it. Me, I that live within you. I am good. I will help you. I will do this through you. Just imagine if we really embraced that. We're told that the gift of tongues will edify our faith, will build our faith up, I don't know if you've got the gift of tongues. If you have, do you use it on a regular basis to build up your faith? If you haven't got that gift but would like it, then just pray to God and ask him for it. That's what I did one evening and to my surprise, I don't know if I had the faith for it, but to my surprise, I received that gift. And if you're unsure, ask someone else to pray with you. Let's embrace everything that God is offering us like a child would embrace everything. Let's help each other build up our faith. May you have a blessed week this week and may you find out what pleases God. Amen.